am Becky Harmon, author and worker bee here at the Bella Books Warehouse in Tallahassee, Florida. Bella Books is proud to be the largest lesbian-owned press devoted to the publication of books written for, by, and about women-loving women. Welcome to our What's New at Bella podcast. Hi, I'm Becky Harmon, and with me today is Stacy Lynn Miller. Stacy's debut novel, Out of the Flames, was released in April of 2020. Stacy's a late bloomer as a writer. She's a retired army. Whoa, army. That oh, was a gosh, that was I, a slip. That is an unforgivable <laughs> slip of the See, tongue. I I thought that that was really kind of me. <laughs> <laughs> that you should be flattered. <laughs> no grunt. I am not a grunt. <laughs> She's a retired Air Force officer, spending 20 years toting a gun and police badge tinkering with computers, and sleuthing for clues as an investigator. She's a proud stroke survivor, a mother of two, tech nerd, a chocolate lover, and a terrible golfer with a hole-in-one. When you can't find her writing, she'll be golfing or drinking wine, sometimes both. Stacy is also a lifelong stutterer whose speech impediment was worsened by her strokes. So I'm extremely happy that she was willing to tackle this interview with me. You were starting to tell me earlier about your doggies. Yep, soon to be 12-year-old German Shepherd by the name of Callie, because of the state that we're, we're, we're from. She's the best dog we've ever had. So she's just start, started her, her decline, so kind of a sad time right right now. We also have a uh, three-year-old uh, rescue dog, a uh, pit bull beagle mix, one of the cutest things you'll ever see. Shepard's a girl, and uh, the rescue is a, is a boy, but uh, the girl is definitely the alpha. And uh-huh. your family? Um, I have two girls. Uh, 31 and 24. The oldest one lives out in Washington, D.C. She's with the uh, Census Bureau. And in fact, you should be fill, filling out your 2020 census. I did. And when you when you did, you went to a website, correct? Mm-hmm. My daughter was in charge of developing that website. Well, she did an excellent job. It was quick and easy, and yes, so. She's 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 the brainiac, my youngest one. She's a work in progress, love of us. She is beautiful and smart. Um, just college was not her thing. But uh, luckily, I'm quarantined with her because she is a licensed cos- cosmetologist. So I get uh, hair- haircuts every every week now. <laughs> there is a lot of us that are very jealous of that. <laughs> and see, um, I've also stepped in as a quasi-mom for my uh, niece and nephew, Um, and so uh, they've made me a grandparent, um, golly, uh, five times over now, so four boys and one girl. Wow. So... Two, two of them are twins. Wow. They range, they range from, um, golly, not quite three months to uh, four and a half years. But they're, they're all rentals. So when they come over, our job is just to wind, wind them up and then send them back. <laughs> Give them sugar and put them in the car to go home. So your background, we, we already covered that in the beginning, is Air Force. How many years? 20 years and, and a wake-up call. So retired exactly at the 20-year point. So started off as um, security police, then uh, moved into working with 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 computers. Then I also did, um, oh gosh, six years with um, an uh, inspector general's office, working as an an, an investigator. Oh, cool. So, so that's how um, 
Manhattan Sloan, my main character, came came about. She's a a, a police detective, so so I used my my background to uh, to build her. Cool. And where all were you stationed in those twenty years? Oh gosh, um, started off in Montana. Went to Japan, just outside side of to- Tokyo. Then uh, after that, moved back to Northern Cal- California. Was lucky enough to be near fam- family again for three years, and then uh, did a couple of tours in uh, D.C. and then one in um, southwestern Illinois. That's um, deployed twice, and both times with the Navy. Believe it or not. Um, I was at sea for a month, and then I spent uh, several months in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Wow. I was the um, the director of, of communications there not long after 9-11. I was there when they started bringing in a lot of the um, detainees. So that was a very interesting time. You had a stroke when? Yes. It was, okay, um, let's go back. When I first moved here, um, I, I did the soccer mom thing for, for a long time for several years until my youngest got her driver's license. When she did, suddenly my day was free. And so I took up golf. I folded into a wonderful group, group of women. Um, we range in age right now from 55, which is me, um, to 85. And uh, we call, call ourselves the, the sisters. We support each other through everything, through illness, through death of a spouse, through divorce and marriage, birth of grandchildren and great-grand-grandkids, everything. And um, one day golfing, I got into a golf cart accident. I was ejected from the golf cart, hit my head. I would have been fine if I landed on the grass. Instead, I landed on the cart path and embedded my sunglasses into my temple. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So... Busted finger, all kinds of, had a concussion, dislocated jaw, wonderful little accident. Um, Just healed from that. So I was coming back two months later, literally it was my first day going back to the golf course. And um, I'm driving myself and all of a sudden I feel my entire right side of my body feels like, felt like it was being tased. Started with in my arm and then it grew and it went up to my face down my body down to my leg which was my driving foot and so I started slowing down going this is not right and I came to a coasting stop and I figured I think I'm having a stroke it was all these the signs and but I I was cognizant of it and I, I could speak so I called up my friend I said I was supposed to meet at the, at the golf course. I said I'm not going to make it there, so I'm going to something's happening. I'm going to go figure out, go go see my 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 doctor. Hung up and I got another friend on the on the phone and I said I think I'm having a stroke. Stay with me on the phone. So I drove myself to the emergency room. <laughs> wow. Because I was in the middle of nowhere. I was in I was driving in the middle of rice fields, so it would have taken them longer to to find me and get an ambulance there than it was for me to actually drive there myself. Wow. So I probably saved, saved myself time. Stacy and I will be right back after a short break. If 
you like the sound of the music being played during this podcast, then I encourage you to check out Jamie Anderson's collection of unique and original songs. Jamie has been singing and playing music since high school and began writing songs when she got bored with singing other people's songs. Bella Books published her memoir, Drive All Night, in 2014, and her second book, An Army of Lovers, in 2019. An Army of Lovers covers women's music in the 70s and 80s. You can hear Jamie's music, see her tour dates, and check out her YouTube channel at her website, jamieanderson.com. Welcome back to our What's New at Bella podcast. I'm here with Bella Books author Stacy Lynn Miller, and we're talking about an extremely tough time in Stacy's life. So I had um, I had that stroke, and two weeks later I had another stroke, which was even bigger than the first one. So I uh, stayed in the hospital for just about a week, and when I got out, um, my brain felt like um, it was floating in a fishbowl. I thought that was going to be my lot in life. The doctors, you know, I had, I had uh, neurologists, cardiologists, uh, you name it, every ologist in the book, and it was. I felt very weak. My right, I could barely use my right side. Um, my brain, like I said, was floating in a fishbowl. They all warned me it's going to take a long time to work your way back, and. But as far as the brain, the brain can heal itself, but we don't know how much damage was done yet. So I thought that was going to be my lot in life, was this fishbowl feeling. Um, and everything felt like it was in slow motion. So I would be looking straight at you, turn my head. No, I turned my head, but visually um, my brain didn't catch up until a second later. So everything felt like it was in delayed slow motion. Wow. So I was I had short-term mem- memory issues. Um, couldn't remember if I took pills, when I took pills. Couldn't remember feeding the dog, if I did or not. Um, so I had to start um, creating reminders and alarms for every little task to learn how to train, train my brain again. The moment for me was when um, I had to go to the store for something. We have a tar- Target store close by. Um, I could drive short distances. So I was just exhausted and tired. This was about, oh, maybe a month after after the second stroke. And I suddenly real, real, realized that I'm in the middle of the store. I don't remember getting there, and I don't remember why I'm even there. Wow. And I said, said, something has got to change, has got to change. So I said, I need to train my brain. I need to work it out, you know, to give my brain a workout. So I started reading up on how to remap your brain and basically reading exercises. So I said, okay, I wasn't a a reader before. In fact, I hadn't read recreationally since high school only read what 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 I had to you know professionally right. for work or 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 college and so um, I just started to read 
Um, I started reading anything I could get, get, get my hands on. And I found myself at, at a um, fan fiction site. So I had spent um, the first couple of months recuperating by uh, binging uh, Netflix because I was couch bound. And, uh, and then I binged uh, all was it, six seasons of the uh, L, L, L Word. So when I start, start, started to read, um, I read all kinds of little stories. And then I found a fan fiction site for, for the L, L Word, and I just ate up every story I could find. Um, when I first started to read, I'd have to read um, each, each chapter three, four times before I could act, act, actually recall it. And then after a couple of months, I'd only have to read it maybe twice. And after a while, I I could recall it on on the first pass. So it was reading helped me to remap my 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 brain. And as I got better mentally, I was I got less tired, and I started um, going out with my friends again uh, on the on the golf golf course course first just in a cart, sitting with them, watching them play golf. And then after a couple of months, I'd pick, pick up a club with them and I would just putt. And then after next month, then I would just uh, chip. And then after that, then I'd play one hole, then two holes, and then three holes. And then finally, I was up to 18 holes. So it was the same thing with reading, you know, physically and and, and mentally. I had to gradually work my, my, my way back. It took a, over a year. But um, I'm just about full, fully recovered. So now I still have about maybe 20 percent where I can't use 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 my right side. It's still weak, and I still have some short-term mem- mem- memory issues. But um, um, that's what uh, iPhones are for. So help absolutely helps me too. So and it was it was after those strokes, you know, um, with the reading um, that inspired me to to start writing i started off uh with uh with journaling and then a a trip to to the east coast inspired me to to start writing it's the first time i'd ever been to new new york city and the the town just amazed me and so i came back and so i wanted to base my first story out out of out of that spectacular town and so i ended up within a year i wrote three novel length stories fan fan fiction um those first ones were a little rough <laughs> as far as quality quali- quality rise as far as writing craft though lo- i'm looking back at the, at them now and frankly they're they're good solid storylines and interesting characters but the writing craft was just horrible i'm cringing now going back and and reading I can tell that I got I got better as I went 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 along, and then I put that that world um, to bed after three 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 stories. Stay tuned and hear more from Bella Books debut author Stacy Lynn Miller. I like how your features soften in the dashboard glow. Are you looking for something to do during those pesky stay-at-home hours? Check out the Bella Media channel. Just follow the link at the bottom of the Bella Books homepage or go directly to bellamediachannel.com. You'll find plenty of entertainment and lots of book reviews and articles. And if that's not enough for you, then turn over to the Bella YouTube channel 
where you'll find Bella authors have invited you into their homes with video readings for your enjoyment. Thanks for returning to the What's New at Bella podcast. I'm Becky Harmon, and with me is Stacy Lynn Miller. Stacy, tell us how you came up with the idea for Out of the Flames. Out of the Flames actually started as a fan fiction story set in the world of Showtime's uh, The L Word. So my two main characters, um, Manhattan Sloan was originally Bette Porter, and um, Finn Harper was Tina Kennard. And so I just finished binging six seasons of The the L Word, so I started finding um, fan fiction sites for, for it. And so I started reading, I read hundreds of uh, Tibet fan fiction stories. And it was reading those stories that gave me the bug and said, I think think I have a story to tell. And so I wanted to create um, another series. And I wanted to base this one closer to home. And I grew up in the San Francisco Bay, Bay Area, so I wanted to create a story from uh, a place that, that I grew, grew, grew up um, close, close, close by. And, uh, and again, that name Manhattan just stuck with me because I had visit there and had written three stories about that 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 city so so that's how I came up with the name of Manhattan Sloan and that's why Out of the Flames is based in San San Francisco. I grew up at a time where that city um, was like it was a fantastical center of counterculture and social reform and all that was right in in my backyard and that town to me was like um, Dorothy's Oz it was magical and so I wanted to put Sloan into that world Um, but not make it all magic Um, because now that I'm a, I'm an, an an adult, I know that San Francisco can be both beautiful and dirty. It can be cultured and 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 uncivilized at at the same 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 time. I wanted to create a vision of of the city that I I grew up with that transported me back back to childhood, yet has a footing in re- reality. Let's wrap up with a little bit about. Manhattan Sloan. Manhattan Sloan. Um, she has a very troubled childhood because she blames herself for her parents' death, and uh, she carries that guilt with her all the way through through adulthood. Um, so her relationships, um, she, when she loves them, not only her parents but others who came after her as 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 a child uh they die and so she feels that when she opens herself up up to loving somebody that uh, something bad is going to happen until she runs into avery santos who reminds her of her very first childhood crush uh similar in in appearance and 
personality and it brings her back to a time where she felt safe and she she felt that that exhilaration of first love and um she's a kick-ass cop she became a cop to honor the man who uh saved her after her parents died and because uh, he he was a police officer and uh Sloan works her way up and quickly becomes a, a a police detective. Takes her a few extra years because uh, then men on the force, but um, she's the type who always does the right thing. And that's a personality, that's a character trait that um, Avery Santos sees in, in, in her and her brand new partner Eric Decker sees in 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 her that she's a great cop because she sees that there's uh sometimes a difference between law and justice that you have to use calm common sense that they don't always mean the same thing but she always in the end does what's right and it's that trait in in out of the flames that ends up costing her dearly and sends her in into a tail tailspin so uh, is manhattan sloan anything like me um of course she is i don't know um <laughs> yes she has she's she she's a cop she has a crim criminal just justice degree she spent years as an an investigator so so yes um beyond that um i usually say no because she's um she's a lot tougher than i think i i i i am my friends they they tell me otherwise um they say that sloan Faces tragedy and she comes out the other side strong, strong, stronger and more determined. Um, but I say that's every woman that I've ever known. Um, in essence, Sloane is every fierce, loyal yet flawed woman in my 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 life. So yes, book book two is with the editor and book three is with the beta. beta. So I'm I'm cranking them out as fast as I can because I don't know how many good years I have left for writing um, site-wise. My eye disease, it's a name I still can't pronounce. It's something only retinal specialists can actually pronounce. Macular something-something type 2. Um, it's idiopathic, which means they really don't know what causes it. It affects both eyes. It um, uh, Essentially, I am losing my central vision, which is the ability to focus on details. So... I'll have peripheral vision. I'll be able to see objects just fine, but eventually um, I won't be able to um, focus on anything like reading and writing. So that really makes being an author very difficult. This is a disease that there is no uh, no cure for it, and there is no known approved treat treatment for it. So it's it's very rare. So I was unreal for. A couple of months trying to just come to terms with I have a disease and I'm being told I'm going blind and there's nothing I can do. Wow. So I took matters into my own hand. Uh, the best way for me to get over fear um, is to ed- educate myself. So I read up as much as I could on this this uh, specific disease and I eventually found a support group through through Facebook. And it was through that group where I found uh, the the world's 
only institute that um, uh, does re re research on on it, and that's how I found the uh, clin clinical trial. They think that they've narrowed down uh, potentially one cause, which is a lack of, of a certain um, I don't know if it's a gene or some element in your eye that um, that they they think if they replace that that element that perhaps it would slow the progression of the disease. So I signed up for their clinical trial, was accepted for it, and uh, at the end of Feb, Feb, February, I had an implant um, the size of a grain of rice placed in, into my right eye. So and this implant is designed to secrete these the engineered cell that would secrete um, this thing that they think is lacking over the course of two years. So if it works, um, then it would slow the progression of the disease in that one eye. So I don't know how many good years I have left for uh, being able to write. So I am cranking them out just as fast as I possibly can. Great. It's been great talking to you today, Stacy. And fans can reach out to you on Facebook? Yes. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at uh, just uh, Stacy Lynn Miller. So you can also find find me. Uh, my website is StacyLynnMiller.com. So that's it for us today. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and that you'll share it with your friends. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll be the first to know who I'm chatting with. You can share your likes and dislikes of this podcast by reaching out to Becky at BellaBooks.com. Bella Books is proud to provide books where the woman always wins and the story lingers in our minds long after the last words. Special thanks to singer-songwriter and Bella Books author Jamie Anderson for the use of her song Drive All Night during this podcast. You can find out more information about Jamie, including a link to her YouTube channel at jamieanderson.com. All night Drive